0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to get right to our first guest here today, uh, Derek Fildebrand, uh, MLA for Strathmore Brooks, had been expected or certainly there had been rumblings that maybe he was looking at uh, running for the leadership of the new United Conservative Party. Uh, some weeks ago founded his United Liberty Movement, which was aimed at uh, advancing uh, some, some issues around Smaller government, more freedom, more libertarian issues—you might say—which did seem maybe like it was uh, a springboard to a possible leadership run. But Derek has decided that at this time, running for the leadership is not in his plan. So, wanted to find out a bit more and where things go from here. We welcome to the program, Derek Vildebrand. Derek, how you doing?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So, look. I mean, we, we'd heard that maybe you were considering this, or certainly there were rumors that you were going to run. What's been your thought process so the last couple of weeks, and, and what led to this decision?
1: Well, no, I had been uh, actively thinking about running, and uh, you know, I was just. First of all, I wanted to thank everybody who reached out to encourage me uh, to run. It was, you know, it's obviously, very, it, it's obviously very humbling and. Um, and, uh, you know feels good when people want you to do something like this, but I, I've given it some uh, some strong a lot of really thorough consideration there's a, there's a number of reasons you know I've, I do have a young family and I've got uh, I, I've spent uh, all, the better part of two years now on the road living out of a suitcase trying to drum up support for the unification of the Wild Rose and PC parties uh, the vast majority of that time uh, against the uh, the will and instructions of the powers the be within the wild rose party and uh that's it was frankly a bit a bit exhausting so i'm but i what i want to do now is i well, we've got some candidates for the leadership of the party there is a bit of a vacuum on the policy discussion right now um i i want uh, to really try to fill that vacuum talking about policies and principles and values of what this new party should be i don't want this uh, leadership election to be just about uh, personalities and, of course, personalities d- do matter in elections. But I want to be more than that, and I want to really be in a position to build our United Liberty Foundation as a as a group within the UCP, able to uh, push the policy discussion in in the direction that I I think is the future of conservatism, and that is um, marrying traditional conservatism with uh, a more libertarian flavor uh, to make us more consistent on our views of limited government, that limited government shouldn't apply just to the balance sheet and your wallet, but that it should apply, um, to the bedroom, to the gun cabinet and to however you want to live your life, as long as you're not hurting anybody else.
0: All right. So at this point, then you're not endorsing anybody.
1: No, I've, uh, I've not made a decision. If I'll be supporting anyone, uh, in the, in the leadership race, I'm going to be uh, staying neutral, at least for the time being, uh, trying to focus on policies and values and trying to get candidates to take uh, positions on policies Uh, i I do want to see all of the declared and potentially other candidates for the leadership take positions on policies but at the same time i want those to be their own personal views on policy i don't want to see candidates trying to hijack the policy process saying you know if i'm elected premier i will do x that is the old Uh, That is the old, arrogant way of doing politics. Uh, It's elitist, it's top-down and elite-driven. I think it's very positive for leadership candidates to come out and say where they stand on issues, but say that that is their own personal view, and they will ask members to adopt those policies at the grassroots policy convention and not simply say, if I'm elected leader, this will be the policy. So I want to defend the integrity of the grassroots policy process that is supposed to be uh, at the center of the united conservative party's founding documents uh but at the same time uh in making sure all the candidates take positions on these issues
0: okay well it sounds to me i mean certainly jason kenny has made a point of, of saying that he wants to defer in large part to, to the membership and and that the decisions that will be made in the new year around policy uh you're suggesting maybe that that jason kenny still needs to to be out there talking about his own vision and his own ideas that's what you'd like to see
1: I'd like to see more for, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, to be fair, I, I suppose Jason's been on the record for <laughs> over 20 years talking about what he thinks on a lot of different issues, and I and I don't think he's been shying away from questions on where he stands. But I, I would like to see more proactive policy development and proposals uh, f- from Jason. Um, but those, you know, those should be his own proposals that he puts forward to the grassroots. I think he's he's right to say that policy should be set exclusively by the grassroots members of the party, but I, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect leadership candidates to put forward their own ideas about what they think those po- policies should be. But by contrast, I don't want leadership candidates stating that if they're elected leader, uh, they will set the policies. that is anti-democratic, it is anti-grassroots, and it is against the best tradition that came from the wild rose and it's against the foundational documents that created the united conservative party
0: right but i mean you know i think the people who wanted this party to be created realize that it needs to represent something and i wonder if it puts people in a tough spot if if you say look this is what i believe this is what i'd like our, our party to stand for uh and, and the membership goes in in a different direction i mean do you, do you think there are deal breakers here potentially for leadership candidates to say look we need to oppose a carbon tax for example if the membership decides that maybe we should embrace a carbon tax then we've got a big problem
1: well, I, you know, while we don't want to presume what the members will do, I, I'm willing to bet my life savings that the grassroots members of the United Conservative Party will not be supporting a carbon tax. I think that's very safe grounds to say. Where oh, we're sure, gonna probably. Stand. Yeah, but, but, I, but I, I take your point. But, you know, I, I think leadership needs to be convincing members where they need to go, not forcing them where to go. Right. Um, trying to drag your members along somewhere is the kind of top-down leadership that was ultimately destructive to uh, to the Progressive Conservatives, uh, to Daniel Smith's leadership of the Wild Rose, at the end of the day, leaders must persuade the members where to go, not force them. So I, I think it would be setting a very bad example from from the very start of this party when we are, when we're, we're, everything we're doing right now is setting precedence. It would, be, it would be very destructive for us to be setting the precedent that the leader must always get their way. At the end of the day, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Mm -hmm. So I've been putting forward policy proposals uh, now in some detail for the last two months. And I've always said, this is what I believe. These I think will make good policies for the party. But if members reject some or even all of them, you know, then I'm willing to accept that as the democratic will of the members of the party. And I think that the leadership candidates should be as well.
0: But then is it a party that still speaks for you and represents you?
1: Well, you know, you never agree with uh, parties on any on, on, on all issues. I mean, there's uh, if you agree with somebody on all issues, you're probably not a particularly independent thinker. But I, I think it's fair to say that you know we've already agreed on the principles of the party uh, that were in the foundational documents. The two uh, legacy party leaders, Jason and uh, and Brian, uh, signed off on those documents, so they they surely must agree with the principles of them. But the policies, uh, one of those principles, though was that the members set the policies. And I'm, I'm not interested in recreating another top-down, elitist party where uh, only the premier or leader in a small circle of advisors uh, control things. You know, I was elected as the MLA for Strathmore-Brooks, and I have voted against my own caucus on multiple occasions where I thought we were not sticking to the values and principles that I was elected to represent in the legislature. And I think that, you know, we've got to get to a point... In our democracy here, where not every party has to be thinking uh, like cyborgs, that you're allowed to have differing views and you're allowed to have internal debates within parties, that parties are not this monolithic entity that everybody agrees with everyone else on.
0: Well, and, and you talk about being outspoken in in the Wild Rose caucus and in your previous caucus then, and, and I know you say you're you're neutral in this leadership race, but you've also suggested uh, that there's some differences with, with Brian Jean or that you wouldn't support Brian Jean for a leader. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I was the very first person to support uh, Brian Jean uh, for the Wild Rose leadership race in 2015. Um, you know, then, like now, I had a lot of people encouraging me to run for the leadership, and I think i could have run a very competitive campaign but i you know i i was I, I didn't think it was the right time i i thought brian would be the right guy for the party in the province at that time so i supported him did everything i could to make him leader but uh you know for two and a half years uh, i've served under his leadership and I, I want a leadership that is focused on building a team that, on persuading people uh where to go uh not not trying to to whip people where to go uh, that focuses on building a team and not just focusing um, all of our resources and time on building the brand of just the leader. And while we do have to build the leader, you know, we need to be building a broader caucus and a broader party and a broader team. So, you know, unless I see that um, from another potential leadership candidate, I won't be supporting them. But I, I did not see that from uh, from Brian Jean, so I would not be supporting him.
0: Okay. Well, we'll have a leader in place by, uh, I guess, the end of October, and the legislature is set to resume after that. Uh, given that that's going to happen before the policy convention, do you see any issues once you get back to business uh, in the legislature when it comes to holding the government to account?
1: I don't think so. I mean, we've got a great uh, interim leader in Nathan Cooper. Uh, he was elected you know, by the by the United Conservative Party's caucus, uh, and I think he'll do a great job in the meantime. But I think that you know, our, our, our leader will be in place for that fall session. Um, in, in the event that it's someone from outside the legislature, then, uh, then obviously we'd be waiting for a by-election or something like that. But, you know, we've, we've got a strong caucus and a good team, although I don't think we focused enough on building up and promoting that team over the last two and a half years. But I'm confident that we will pr- be able to hold the NDP accountable and do our job as the official opposition, uh, regardless of what's going on with the party politics in the background. But we do have to get this leadership race right, We've got to get this, this time right. You know, I, I, I don't quote the Bible a lot, but you know, I, I use the parable here of building our house on the rock so that when the storm comes, we can withstand it, rather than building our house on the sand. And, I, and I, my biggest concern right now is ensuring that we build this party right now at its foundation on a rock that is going to be principled and focused on policies and values and not just the short-term expedient pursuit of power. And because we're not just electing a leader right now. We're, we're electing very probably, I believe, the next premier. And we're founding a party that may very well elect several premiers for Alberta. And so it's so important that we get this period right now correct, that uh, we will not uh, fall into uh, the destructive trap that the old PC party fell into. And the last thing I want is at the end of my political career um, that another wild Rose has to be started because we've lost our way. I want us to be founded on on a strong raw right now so that we can endure for the long term.
0: And for you going forward now, does United Liberty remain as an entity? Where do you go from here?
1: Yeah, you know, so United Liberty uh, Foundation, uh, we've built over the last few months and we've got a really good team. You know, Our average age is about 31, 32 um, it's, it's actually majority women. It's half PC, half Wildrose, and we're going to continue to build that organization as a vehicle to help drive the policy discussion in the United Conservative Party, trying to encourage candidates for the leadership to take policy positions, but also continuing to write and create policy as sort of an in-house think tank, so that we, when we get as we move towards through the grassroots policy process towards the convention, that we're not simply. Uh, relying on random ideas uh, flying from left, right, and center, but that we have a, a real plan working toward that founding policy convention uh, that's founded on our values and principles and is organized. So we're, we're going to be continuing to build that organization with volunteers and fundraising so that we're in a position to continue to, to build those foundational values of the United Conservative Party.
0: All right. Well, more uh, on all of that at DerekPhilDeBrandt.ca. Derek, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Well,
1: thanks for your time, Rob. I appreciate it.
0: Take care. Derek DerekPhilDeBrandt's MLA for Strathmore Brooks. Uh, not entering the leadership race for the United Conservative Party, but he says he does want to hear ideas from the leadership candidates, recognizing at the same time that the membership have the ultimate say on the direction of the party, but of course it's also the membership we are going to elect the leader in the first place. So put your ideas on the table. Where does the party need to go from here? What would you like to see? And are there deal breakers? You know, I mean, Derek Filderman is probably right. I mean, there's, there's zero chance the membership's going to embrace the carbon tax, as an example, uh, unless suddenly all kinds of outsiders flood the party to push it in a certain direction. I guess the point is, are you just a blank slate? And whatever the membership decides is great policy is now to you. Great policy, I think, it would show some, some courage to get out there and say, look, here's where I think we need to go. Here's what I think what we should stand for. This is what we should oppose. And you try to, to nudge that debate in a certain direction, ultimately the membership will have the final say, and you recognize that. Uh, but I do think there's some, some inherent risk in Kenny's policy, this grassroots guarantee, to say that, you know, I'm not really going to talk about policy during the race. We'll let them decide all of that in the new year. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.